Good morning. Morning. This is Victoria. It's been a while. Thank you for joining the podcast today, Heal But Scarred. It has been truly a journey. I have grown. I have learned. Um, I have been through so much in the last year. It's just been growing pains after growing pains after growing pains. I don't know about you, but I know the one thing that I've learned in this battle and everything that I'm going through in this time, you know, heal but scar is truly a word. It's like you you heal, but you still wearing scars. And then as you keep growing in Jesus Christ, you find out that more battles are had, that more storms to come, that it just seems like the life of a believer is never a, a dull place. It just seems like you're just always going, 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 and doing, doing, doing. And I've had to learn in this last chapter um, of who I am and where I'm going that I can't fight the enemy the way I used to before I knew God in a greater way. Have you ever felt betrayed? Have your bestie ever came against you in a way where it just was unexpected? Have you ever had someone to disrespect you and try to put you on blast for something that they did or something that they didn't show up for, something that, you know, they were responsible for when it wasn't your fault? But at the end of the day, this friend came in and, you know, they say a friend stick is closer than a brother. And they say, keep your enemies close and closer to you than anything else. And, you know, we have to be careful as believers and as people that sometimes we ask God that question, Lord, remove anything from our lives that's not like you. Remove anything, Lord God, that will hinder us from being called what you want for us and professing your name and who you are to us. Remove anything that would bring hindrance to us. And we really have to be careful when we say that because God will ultimately show you things about people that you never, ever expected. And before you continue to pour into them and pour into them and bless them and continue to do things for them, God will show you just who they are. And you have to be able to see what he's showing you and be able to deal with the situation because sometimes it could be a family member. Sometimes it could be an outsider or sometimes it could just be a situation where you just don't even, you. it's just so unexpected that it hits you like a ton of bricks and it costs you to lose your win for a moment. But God, see, we're going to talk about today how to get deceived but how to come out on the other side of that being deceived, how to come back on the other side of that and be blessed and above blessed and above board. See, the old me, the old man, the old Victoria, see, I I used to have that old revenge tool that I would use. Whatever you did to me, I did it to you even worse. I gave it to you 10 times harder than you gave it to me because that was me being a warrior and feeling like I needed to protect myself and feeling like I needed to get out there and pay you back. You know, an eye for an eye, baby. If you take out my eye, I'm going to take out both of your eyes. You know, that was the mentality that I used to have. Fight, fight, fight. Protect your name. Protect who you are. Don't let anybody walk over you. Be who you are. Battle it out until the end. But once you start serving the Lord with your whole true heart and your whole true self, 
You can't fight and wage war the same way that you used to war before. Now, instead of taking your fists and taking your Vaseline and getting out there and warring with people and pulling your hair back and fighting physically or fighting with those verbal words and those verbal curse words to get back at people when they hurt you and cursing and acting that way is just a way of saying that you know you want yourself to be expressed in a way where people understand but you could totally express yourself in a different way other than cursing and that being the way I have the I've had to learn that I've thought about the cursing I've thought about the words that I could say to tear another person down but at the end of the day the Lord said, bless those that spitefully use you and speak all manners of evil against you. You don't have to fight that battle because the battle belongs to the Lord. All you have to do is speak in prayer, get down on your knees and come to your heavenly father. And he will come out battling for you every time. And especially if you had no fault in it, especially if you poured out your best, especially if if you didn't have any ulterior motive and anything that you purposely put out there to hurt anybody, God will see you through it. And I'm learning in this portion, in this time in my life, in this season, that I'm having to deal with and take things that I never normally would because I had made up in my mind that women was not my friend from sisters and mothers and everybody in my family and things that I've had. I just learned that women wasn't somebody that I wanted to be friends with. Women were people I didn't trust. Women, this is what the enemy does, y'all. He allow you to go through certain situations with women and people when you are a female and cause you to not want want to even have interaction or relationships with them. But that is a trick from the enemy. God does truly have women of his own heart women that love, women that see you, women that will come alongside you, and women that will wish the best for you, and women that will pray the best for you. And it took me in my 48 years of life, being in ministry for 20 plus years with women that hated me, that treated me badly, that treated me totally different than how they treated other people just because of who I was. There was nothing that I had did to them to offend them, nothing I had did to come against them. And I just took most of my years battling who I was to try to have an identity with a group of women that was never going to respect me and never know my worth because they didn't want me there. And the rejection of that carry with me for years and years so it gave me a wall up of protection to always want to protect myself and keep myself away from women and mostly having male friends because I didn't want to deal with women because of the backbiting and the gossiping and the cat fighting and all the other things and sizing each other up how many of y'all know that that is nothing but a trick from the enemy it's hard to receive people now it's hard to allow women in close to you because when you had a friend that tried to um, make the moves on your husband you sent your husband over there to help her and she tried to help herself to your husband and then your husband come back because he's an awesome man and he's a man of god and he comes back and let you know what she said and then you just go ahead and you know he's not gonna lie because he doesn't have a reason to he went over there to help her wholeheartedly and honestly and then you come on to him trying to lay on him and cry on him and tell him that your wife don't realize what she got he came to take an animal out of your ventilation system not to come over there for you to cry on him and lay on him and tell him what i got at home i know what i got at home i got a man at home that i thought was going to be like a brother to you that would help you because he he's he does handyman's work he's a contractor and thinking that he would be able to come in and help you and then you try to help yourself to him but he came back because he's a man and not a boy and 
at the end of the day, when you have sisters like that and people like that, that you look at as close friends, 10 plus years of relationship, helping her out and she helping you out. And then something like that happens and it just makes you go back to that place of, I'm going to keep women out of my face. I don't want to have no friends. Just my husband be my friend and my daughters be my friends. Oh, but that is not the plan God has for you. God does not want you shut down. You just had the wrong people in your life. You had opportunists and people that didn't see you the way God sees you. And you cannot shut your life down and yourself down and your purpose down because you're you called as a believer, as a Christian to go out there to the masses and lead other people. He go, he said in his word, go to the highways and the byways and compel all man for his kingdom and for his ministry. So you can't shut down now, daughter. You have to go ahead and minister to the male, to the female to the children to anybody that will hear the word of God and the gospel and you can't do that by having a wall up with certain people because when you genuine and you original people will see that wall and they will move from by that wall because they'll take it as a rejection of them but not knowing in your past that is is protection for yourself to keep you from having the same type of spirit and the same time kind of people come into your life and hurt you again but see, God had to break me out of that and God had to move me from that ministry where they treated me in a, such a way where even death was called upon me because I told the truth and because I was being blamed for something that I didn't even do. And so they wanted me out. And for years and years, I had to fight with this spirit of rejection and fighting with these people that wanted me out of a ministry that I gave my time to, I gave my talents to. I was out on the streets giving food to the homeless. I was out there holding signs to do evangelism. I was knocking on people's doors. I've been at grocery stores, hand, helping people put their groceries in the car. I've been on at the jail talking to the young women and men about what thus says the Lord. I've been at the jail with the adult women talking to them about Jesus Christ what part of me and all that ministry and everything I that would be a reason to make you want to have me not be there other than the enemy using you against me and I had to learn that after being in so in ministry for 20 plus years how I had to it, it took a certain hurt from the leadership that I looked at like a father and a mother when I looked at those people and when they would come against me, then I knew that it was time for me to make my exit because if the leadership that once protected me is willing to come against me and hurt me for something that I haven't even done, then I knew that enough was enough because for so long in ministry, I feared and I was afraid to leave a ministry because I thought that I would lose my children. I thought people would die. I thought I wouldn't live because this is what the leadership said. If you leave here without God, without God telling you that um, you was going to lose this, you was going to lose that. And it was just a trick of the enemy using this leadership to keep you bound to a place that you may not have supposed to be there. And then I got to seeing other people leaving for years and then their businesses were still growing. They still had all their children. They still had all their faculties. They had lost nothing. God was still blessing them. And then it took me so long in the fear that I had of leaving because I loved the, pe- the, the leadership there that was there for me and taught me so much. I learned everything about the Lord. It was my first ministry of me being in church and the first church experience I had where I was a member and I felt like I was coming into a family. But God, you know, not to say that I didn't have any ladies. I had loving um, women of God. It was about in the whole church that I've dealt with. It was about three of them. And I never will ever forget Mama Cam. I'll never forget certain ladies there 
that always gave me a smile, Mama Webb. Women that never changed on me from years to years. It was these awesome women of God. They were way older than me, but they had a love for me. And they would always encourage me when I would go through things. And I could never re- understand what the others, but I had Mama Cam and so much defend me when other people would come against me because she knew me. She seen me the way God seen me. And when you have that one person see you the way God sees you, it makes you know that you can keep coming back. It it, it drives something in you and lets you know that I am loved, that God does love me. And I want you out there to know that even if you've been betrayed, even if things have hurt you, the one thing that I know for sure and two things for certain, the Lord will never set you up and put you in a position to be hurt. We allow sometimes the things that we feel like we need in our life, we gravitate towards people that seem to have that same weakness and that same imbalance that we have. We draw to those people and then we don't understand why we are attacked at the end of the day and why we go through certain things. But what you have to know and what you have to glean from all of this and all the hurt and all the disappointments, they build your spiritual muscle. They build everything up in you because I'm learning now that man's rejection is God's protection and there's a reason why God never wanted me to feel so comfortable in any place where he could use me because see behind the walls of the church it could be so much sin so much more than you see outside of the church that it makes you want to just run it makes you want to run from the hills it makes you want to run into something totally different but God said in his word don't forsake the assembling of yourself with other believers so if you don't want to go into a church house keep trusting God the father he'll send you to the right place at the right time keep trusting God your your God of peace, your God of your savior, your everything. Trust him that even in the midst of the storm and in the midst of everything that you're going through, that even if you have to start a Bible study with other people just to stay connected to him, do not lose heart with him. I have a Facebook group called Virtual Melanin Sublimation Blanks. In that group, we started off just selling crafting items to the crafting community where we was doing dye sublimation where people were able to buy goods from my store and be able to go and um, buy things to customize for their customers, whether it be blankets, whether it be t-shirts, whether it be cups, mugs, whatever it was, you could go buy it from my store. And I, and I started the business in that way some years ago, right before COVID hit. I started a new venture. I started a new business. I started signing up for pop-up shops. And right then in the midst of that, everything came to a halt. So I'm sitting there looking at like this new business is not going to go anywhere. But I trusted God that because he gave me the blessing. Starting out with this part, you know, because my husband has his own construction thing where they do painting and they do all kind of um, jobs for people with drywall and different type of stuff. So when we got to that place, I used to help him for years. I worked with my husband for almost nine plus years, um, starting that business, growing that business. And when COVID hit, people didn't want you in the house. They didn't feel safe. So it was like a shutdown to that part of business. And then as I started the new venture, I started the new venture with, um, with virtual melon and sublimation blanks. I started that business as a way to deal with COVID and being in the home and being able to try to make money from home. So trying to start a new avenue, a new revenue source. And when I did that, I didn't have the money to get started. I had about $400 into my name. And, you know, then they they started giving you money through um, for the COVID relief and everything. They started giving you the, you know, whatever the money that they was giving people. So we were qualified for that. 
And so instead of taking the money and spending it on food all day and buying a bunch of extravagant things like a lot of people was doing because some people wasn't used to having that kind of money on a weekly basis and five, six grand a month. So people wasn't used to having that. And now they were able to get this relief from the government. And so what I did was I had $400 to start my business. I prayed. I was praying. I, I, I was like, I, and then I, I seen a, a friend of mine for years. She had did these bling shirts. And I was like, I always wanted to do it. She wanted to teach me how to do it, but I just didn't have the patience. But it's amazing the patience you get when everything is shut down and you get to hear God clearer. You get to hear the Lord Jesus in a way that you never got to hear him because you ain't got the hustle and bustle and running and worrying. And so many of us at that time that was spirit mind we got to spend more time with God. We got to hear his voice in a different way because we wasn't always running and on busy and worrying about working and worrying about making money and worrying about things. We got to sit down and have those moments with Jesus. And I really do feel like <clears throat> even with our brother, George Floyd, and all the things that he went through with the cop and the cop with his knee on his neck, you know, the America got to see that. For the first time, white, black, Spanish, Chinese, everybody got to experience that and feel what we felt as an African-American people. And just as Juneteenth was, last year was actually deemed a holiday for the first time to represent us as black Americans. And it was an awesome experience. And then just getting past Juneteenth on Sunday and then Father's Day and everything else carrying over to now, it just makes you feel like God orchestrated and knew what we needed to see as human beings and to this day to still have the racism and everything that we have to deal with in this nation and I've always prayed for the white and Caucasian family and brothers and sisters that not only do God bless you with an African-American um, grandbaby so you could get the experience that this baby is still a part of your bloodline this baby is still a part of you and beautiful and you get to be Gigi or you get to be Papa so you get to be sensitive to what African-Americans really go through <clears throat> that's always been my prayer for the Caucasian people that's racist, that they get to have that experience with a black grandbaby. So they get to know your daughter or your son fell in love with somebody that's African because they bleed like we bleed. Only thing different is the pigment of their skin is a little different. We bleed the same. We die the same. We all cert we all made from the same God, whether we acknowledge him or not. His name is Jesus Christ. Whether we acknowledge him as being God and being all known and being all powerful, whether we acknowledge him, because in order to get to heaven we have to acknowledge him Jesus is the way if you don't go through Jesus and repent of all your sins and go to John 3 15 through 16 and repent and tell the Lord I believe you are the Christ I believe you are my savior I believe that you died on that cross for me and then you repent for all your sins and everything you've ever done if you're not willing to do that at the end of your life, you don't get to see Jesus. You don't get to see heaven. You get to go to where Satan lives in hell and purgatory where you're going to forever be in pain in the body that you're in right now. And some people are facing cancer. Some people are facing HIV. Some people are facing diabetes where they got to be on dialysis every day. I do not want to die in the body that I'm in and go to that body at the end of my life. I want to go to heaven with Jesus. I want a new body. I want to be made over. I want to be able to spend time with my Lord and Savior. So I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus today. I choose Jesus tomorrow. I choose Jesus forevermore because he's been so good a God to me. And he's the only reason why I'm sitting here in my right mind. And you, I've already shared with you, Hilbert Scar, how I was abused by a family friend and how 
the changes of being abused by this man changed my life, changed the trajectory of what I thought my life would be and made me go from being an excited kid to one day wanting to be a lawyer and having all this fire in me and, and a voice that I wasn't afraid to use. But there was other plans made for me. This man hurt me. So then I took a downward spiral of using drugs and alcohol and trying to numb the pain of what he put me through and then having relationship fail after relationship fail and then being a teenage mother. See, these things change your trajectory of what you thought your life was. But I'm here to tell you it was just a bend in the road. It's not the end of the road. It's a detour. And sometimes God allows detours so we could go through certain things and be able to be more powerful for him. Because see, right now, at my age of 48, I'm more powerful as a believer than I ever was before. And it ain't that I'm powerful in me, but I'm powerful in him because all the things that I thought I was losing and all the things that I thought I had to give up, it was turned out to be a blessing for me because now when I get to go minister to young women and young men that's been molested and abused, I get to tell them how it made me feel, how dirty it made me feel. And then, you know, as an abused kid, sometimes we go back and abuse other kids or we go back and abuse other people. And at the end of the day, we all, the abuser in the abuse is forgiven by God when they make mistakes because there is no one perfect. There is no one that can say that I'm good because only God is good. So I have to always share that to let people know abuse kids do abuse other kids and then they abuse other adults as they get older because if you've never been in in the african-american community we was always taught that going to counseling and going to a therapist was for crazy people so we never wanted to touch that scene we never wanted to share what we was feeling inside and that's a trick of the devil too because we need counseling we need therapy sometimes we need those things to help us understand and think outside of our mind instead of just having all these things in our mind and in our heart and not doing anything about them. We have to stand up. We have to step up. We have to be what God has called us to be. And sometimes in our hurt place, we want to deny God and we don't want to serve him because we feel like, why did he allow us to go through certain things? Why did he allow me to lose my mom? Why did he allow me to lose my dad? Why did he allow me to lose my baby? Why did he allow me to lose my siblings and be here with nobody? Why? You know, we ask a lot of why questions. Why did he allow me to lose all my money and lose my job? Why did he allow me to get sick? Why did he allow me to get cancer? We have a lot of whys. And what I will say to you today, and as much love and admiration that I can give, why not you? See, the thing about my God is he likes to show his power in our weakness. So whatever you're going through, whether it's cancer, whether it's a battle with your family and feeling rejected, whether it's the people around you at your workplace that don't seem to respect what you bring to the table, I'm here to tell you that I have a God that's stacking the deck for you. It seems like all hell is breaking loose, but I'm here to tell you I got a God that's stacking the deck for you, and he's in the back room of your life, in the back part of your emotions, and he's back there working it out for your good, and he's turning all things around just to give you favor, just to give you blessings, just to let you know that he is God. And this ain't one of those messages where we preaching prosperity and we preaching, oh, name it, grab it, slip. No, I'm here to tell you that you serve a God that wants you to have life and have it abundantly. An abundant life could be a life of just peace, 
abundant life can be a life that all your grandchildren and your children and everybody's still alive. Abundant life can mean that your health is good, your strength is good, you in your right mind. That's the abundant life. And that at the end of the day, God said that he will supply every need according to his riches and glory. That food, shelter, and clothing is what you need. Everything else that we have is just another blessing to the tip of the iceberg. If you have a house, if you have a car, if you have a bunch of things materially, then that's just another adding on a blessing and bonus that he wants to give and provide. But at the end of the day, he said food, clothing, and shelter, he will provide whether you work for that or not. But when you work for him and you talk with him and you have him as your God and you have him as your king, ain't nothing too hard for him because he's sitting in his word that he will never see the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. That means he will never see you out there begging for food. He'll never see you out there begging anybody for anything because he is a provider. He is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Not when you seek him just when you need. Not when he hasn't heard from you for a whole year until you go through something. My God is not, you never disrespect him by just coming to him when you in need. You come to him every day with thanksgiving. You come to him every day with faithfulness. You come to him every day and let him know he is your own. You come to him every day, not just when you need him, but now he's not a genie in a bottle. He is God. He is sovereign. He is diete. He is all power. He is all knowing. And sometimes he allows situations to come into your life so you can remember who he is and remember the power that he holds and remember that he's always working things out for your good because at the end of the day, he's working it out for your perfect end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So therefore, he wants you to know that he's with you from the beginning until the end. He dropped you down here in your mother's womb. He put your spirit down into her before she even knew you, before she even knew she would be your mom. At the end of the day, my God is able and above and beyond to put you in this place right now and at this time, at this season in your life. And there's a reason why you're here. You're not here by accident. He does make mistakes. We make mistakes as people, but my God is perfect in all his ways and he don't make mistakes. He don't make junk either. So everything you ever thought about yourself that wasn't positive is not from God because God said in his word and um, going over there. The Psalms 139.14, he said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you go to the book of Jeremiah 29.11, it lets you know that his, he has plans for your life plans to prosper you and give you a perfect end he doesn't plan to he didn't set you in this place for you to not survive that you for you not to be blessed he said he wanted you to have and have abundantly he don't want you to be paycheck to paycheck he don't want you to just have enough to where you scrambling and where you need and, and i always say in my prayer life and everything that i am and who i am lord don't ever make me too rich where I forget you and don't ever make me too poor where I have to beg you, oh God. And that uh, should be an anthem of every believer and every Christian that you want to be wealthy. You want to be able to bless others. You want to be able to pour back into the kingdom of God is what your mindset should be. When you kingdom minded, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all things shall be added unto you. That's Matthew 7, 7. And then when you go over there and you say, oh, oh, I don't understand. Then you're going over there and hit yourself with Matthew 6. 33 and and you're saying you seek you know you seek the kingdom of God first and all righteousness and all things shall be added unto you right come on we got to go ahead and we got to keep God first we got to keep God the whole premise of this speech today is to let you know to keep God at the forefront keep God at the helm keep God right in the midst of the storm that you're going through because he's the storm catcher there's nothing too hard for him and a lot of people say well 
I don't understand why the Lord allows certain things to happen. I'm here to tell you that some things we put on ourselves as a nation when we come against God and we allow a whole bunch of other guys to come in and then we allow people to do things and come in and set the rules and set the tone. No God wants to be um, bashed by other gods coming in. If he's the king and he's the real God, he don't want to, he don't want you to bring every other God to a nation that he built up, a nation that he made number one, a nation that he gave the power that they have, a nation that he gave the riches to. See, when you forsake God, then he forsakes you. See, if you call, if you for, go on out there with the world and then you deny him before man, he going to deny you before his father. And at the end of the day, live well if you want the greater blessings of God and you want to have peace and you want to have joy and you want to have love and you want to have just all those attributes that the Lord your God gives you got to go ahead and settle and serve him and be it in obedience God don't want your sacrifice he wants you to obey when he say something to you he wants you to go out there and perform and do it into the day of Jesus Christ live out what you're called to be not everybody want to live out the role that God called them to be but at the end of the day if you got some sin if you got anything inside of you and it, it goes against God's word no matter what it is if it goes against the word of God you're sinning against him and he's going to have to deal with you accordingly know that he doesn't want to hurt you as a father but but he wants to get you right so that way you get to come to heaven with him. He doesn't want you here hurt. He doesn't want you here in pain. He wants you to live the best life that he has for you and that he's offering to you. And I'm offering it to you on today. Go in there and read the book of John chapter 3 verse 15 through 17. Put your name in there and receive this Jesus Christ that I'm telling you about. He's a healer. He'll touch your body and by, your scr- by the stripes for you sister and brothers out there that have cancer. By his stripes your body can be healed immediately i'm speaking from experience they told me when i had my second daughter that i had ovarian cancer and the doctor started giving me treatments for that thing my god healed me i have no longer had that problem anymore in my life and i was a younger woman at the time it has never resurfaced it has never come back because i serve a god that's a healing once he said you are healed by my stripes that i took on calvary you could be healed he took drugs away from me he took drinking away from me he took all the vices that i thought i needed away from me when i got saved and I, I thought that those things made me happier. But all, all drugs and alcohol do is mask the problem. It doesn't fix the problem. It just masks it for you to make it seem like it's a temporary fix. It's just like you sitting there with a gunshot wound and you try to put a Band-Aid on it. You're going to keep bleeding out and keep bleeding out. But eventually you're going to die of that wound if that wound is not totally healed and covered the way it needs to be covered because you need a doctor you can't put a band-aid on a wound like that so at the end of the day that's the same way it is with jesus christ he gave his blood for you he spilled his blood up there for you for your sins for the sins of today and for tomorrow and for all the sins that you would ever commit he died for you on that cross he just wants you to acknowledge him as king he wants you to acknowledge him as savior he wants you to acknowledge him as your god and when you come in and you acknowledge him. Not only is your name written in the Lamb's book of life, but you get to go to heaven. Not only for that, but angels up there rejoicing over every sinner that gives their life to the Lord. And not only that, he's preparing mansions for you up in heaven. This man got gold streets up there in heaven. He's not broke. Heaven's not bankrupt. He is up there preparing a place for you. And I hope you welcome him, man. I hope you receive Jesus on today if you don't know him. And if you want to, if you want more word, if you want more encouragement, 
come on over to Virtual Melanin Sublimation Blanks. It's a free FB group, Facebook group. You can come in and we pray daily, Monday through Friday. We pray in there for you every morning at 8 o'clock, affirming you and being a blessing. And there's also a group if you want to learn how to do business. We even teach you how to do business. We teach you how to do crafting to make you as a second income. We have sewers. We have seamstress. We have embroiderers. We have women that's awesome with epoxy. We have it all over there. All you got to do is come over there and join and we'll show you the way with the Lord. We'll encourage you. We'll pray for you daily. We'll pray for your family. It's just, it's a blessed group with a bunch of blessed, great and awesome women and men of God that love the Lord, that that's willing to pray you through, that's willing to just take on your burdens and just pray and get you through to the place where you get that peace, that place of joy, that place of knowing that Jesus Christ is all. And I'm here to tell you, ain't no perfect thing down here. But Jesus, you will go through storms. You will have things go wrong. That's a part of life. That happens to the just and the unjust. We all go through loss. We all suffer through pain. But he said, if you want to reign with me, you have to suffer with me. Because at the end, it's not going to be this suffering. It's not going to be this cancer. It's not going to be this pain. You're not going to see people shooting our kids in school. You're not going to see this in heaven and a new heaven and a new earth that he's creating and providing for you when he come back here for his church. He's coming back for his church. He's coming back for his people. I just hope that you're one of the ones that receives him so you can go with him. And I'm not talking about a Marvel character like Superman and Batman and and, uh, all these different characters. Y'all looked at Captain America. I'm talking about the real life superhero and his name is Jesus. I'm talking about the real living God that'll take you from nothing to something. The real living superhero and his name is Jesus. He's a healer. He's awesome. He's a savior. He's powerful. He's almighty. He's all knowing. He's all powerful. Powerful. Ain't no kryptonite that can take him down. Ain't no avenger can take him down because he is God. He is the creator of heaven and earth. You can't bring him down. You can't bring him down to your level because he's awesome and powerful. He has already torn the veil. You don't need to go to a priest to say your sins because he's the, your high priest. He's the high priest out of the line of Melchizedek. He is awesome. He is powerful. If you just give him the chance to come in and know him you will never be the same jesus changes things your life will forever be changed your life will forever have meaning your life will forever have purpose you'll never be in the same place if you receive him he'll always take you to higher heights and deeper debts in him he'll meet every need it was times that i didn't even have food in my cabinet i had to call on my god and my king his name is jesus i prayed all night because i didn't have food to feed my kids i had lost my job lost my vehicle had my own home at the time wasn't able to pay my mortgage and i'm here to tell you he sent a friend someone i had just met to come to my house and fill my refrigerator up not that she only filled my refrigerator up she filled every cabinet in my closet in my home and my kitchen up and i didn't call her and ask her for anything I didn't beg anybody. I went to my God. I went to my life source named Jesus. I didn't go to resources. I didn't go to TANF. I didn't go to welfare. I didn't go to acts. I didn't go to any program, but the program called Jesus Christ. I went to my source. He provided food. He provided shelter. I went a whole year without paying my mortgage. And what did he do? 
after being a whole year without paying my mortgage, the people from First Star Bank went ahead and let me put a new payment plan where they added a half of my payment to the original price of my payment to let me start paying for my house again. A whole year, y'all, my God gave me favor. And then even after being off work for three years, checks was coming in the mail, insurance checks, insurance companies I never even used. The moral of the story is my God will provide every need. He will take care of you. He will send checks in the mail that you didn't even earn. He will send people to bless you. If God can send a fish to bring money to Jesus to render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, you think God has forgot your address? You think God don't know who you are? You think God don't know everything that you've been through? You think the Lord don't know how you've been humiliated and how you've been rejected? You think he don't know how you've been walked away from from your mate? You think he don't know how you feel down and lonely when you're sitting down there crying by yourself and you feel like you don't have nobody? If that's you and you feel alone and you feel abandoned and abused, I'm here to tell you about a man that will show up in the midnight hour. I'm here to tell you about a man that loves you so much that he gave it all up just for you, that he allowed himself to come down here as a human, but being God, being all powerful, being deity, being everything that you need and came down here just so he can have the experience to feel what we feel, the emotions, the good, the bad and indifferent. His name is Jesus. And he'll turn everything around. He'll turn it around in the midnight hour. In the midnight hour when you're sleeping. In the midnight hour when your enemy is lurking and praying to steal, kill, and destroy everything about your mind, about your business, about your life, about your livelihood, about your children. When he got a when he got that X mark on you and he wants to settle you out and set you through and he wants to sift you as wheat. I'm here to tell you I got a God that'll answer. I got a God that'll battle for you. And all you have to do, the way you war with the enemy, the way you war when things are going wrong is get down in that war room, get down on your knees, lock yourself in that bathroom, lock yourself in that closet and start praying out to the living God, asking him to come into your heart. Things will definitely change from the moment you receive Jesus. The moment that I received Jesus in my life, I had a, a, a feeling of purpose. I had a feeling of life. I had a feeling of just running out and telling everybody about this Jesus. 25 years later y'all i'm still here i'm still pushing i'm still pursuing i'm still pressing towards the mark for the high calling in jesus christ i'm still here lord i'm still not wavering in my mind towards him because he has kept me he's kept me with a job he's kept me when i didn't have a job he protected me and he provided for me in every situation that i was ever in he didn't let me die he didn't let me fall it was times that i had a gun in my mouth to kill myself he didn't let me do it he, he stopped it right then and there. He had people to call me at that moment. People I didn't even know. My God will settle and he will bless and he will make sure you have everything that you need. He will not leave you alone. He will set up people and places just for you to get your blessing. Even if your family members and friends and people around you don't ever support you. I have a God that will send millions of people that you don't even know to hear your name and bless you just because you belong to him. He'll give you favor in rooms and places that you never thought you could make it in because your education wasn't high enough, because your level of degree wasn't high enough, because you didn't think that much of yourself. I'm telling you now, you belong to a royal priesthood when you receive Jesus. You have all the blessings and the inheritance and you are heir to the throne because your father is God. 
You are the daughter of a king. You are the son of a king. Remember who you are, man of God. Remember who you are, woman of God. Because God is not mocked. And he has a plan for your life. And if you want to reach out to me, go on and send your request for prayer to virtualmelanin at gmail.com. Go on and send that. Go on and send your prayer request. Come on to our group. Join it for free. Send your loved ones if they need prayer. We did. It's called Virtual Melanin Sublimation Blanks and More at Facebook. Um, it's free. Come on up there. If you want to find us on IG, we, vir- we virtual M1. We virtual one on Instagram. And then we also have Virtual Melanin Academy where we actually teach you how to have a business, teach you how to run your business, teach you how to design in your business, teach you how to create content for your business. So it's just so many things that God has done for me in this season, y'all. In this season where COVID has happened, he has given me so much information. He's exalted me when people wouldn't. He's lifted me up when people wouldn't. He sent the right people to encourage me and give me my own tribe that would listen to me and respect me like I should have been respected a long time ago for everything I poured out in people and in ministry but God has a time for that but God will elevate you in time and your gifts will be used God said in his word that his gifts will make room for you stop hiding your gift and thinking that you're not enough and thinking that your voice is not enough and that you are not enough I'm here to tell you on this day I didn't think I could speak eloquent I didn't think that God would ever use me to do anything except praying secret away from people because the place that I was at, they never built me up for anything else. But at this point right now in my life, I have created a a book, Heal But Scarred, and I have to go ahead and get it published this year. I'm telling you, God is moving in my life. 48 years later, I'm 48. God can use anybody at any time. Don't let your age be a factor because God can use you from 18 to 88. He can use you as a 10-year-old. He can use you as a 5-year-old. Ain't nothing too hard for God. He don't care about your age. He just care about your heart and your obedience because he looks at the heart. Man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart and what's in the heart. So that's how God moves. And if you have a good heart and you know who Jesus Christ is, God will continue to elevate you and bless you. He will make room for your gifts and rooms that you thought you would never be able to make. It. And then I see on social media, all these bigger groups and all these bigger people. And it just seems like they work it together as teams and they have their core. And it's like, how do I fit in? No, you was never called to fit in. You was called to stand out. That's why you are peculiar people because your God going to build up the platform that he has for you. And that platform will not be used for you. You will be the one over it because you the vessel that he's using down there. But that platform is to spread love. That platform is to spread Jesus Christ. I thought I was coming in to have a platform that would be blessed and overly blessed. And I thought that I would have 100,000 people by now for being a year into my group. I thought that I seen other groups with 70 and 80,000 people. Oh, I'm working with God, so that's going to happen. See, but I've learned that when you start prayer and you start that type of thing versus having, oh, a bunch of money and talking about money and talking about things and talking about foolishness, you know, if I, I'm not up there doing that, so I don't have a bunch of people coming in. When they see that, when they get there, that we about prayer and we about the living God, it causes a stand where they start where people don't really want to be there because oh all they talk about is Jesus I'm telling you Jesus is the way truth and the light and without talking about Jesus and without knowing Jesus you're going to hell and you can say anything you want oh I'm such a good person I don't care how good you are ain't none good but Jesus and if you don't know him in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and your name ain't written in that land book of life you ain't going to heaven just because you think you good because you think you good maybe something totally different than what God thinks because are you prepared today to meet God if he called you home?
because God's prepared to meet you. Are you prepared? If you ain't prepared, you better go on and read that book. John 3, chapter 3, verse 5, verse 15 through 16. Go on and read that thing and let Jesus in. Because if you ain't prepared to meet God, he's definitely prepared to meet you. And judgment comes from him, not man. You got two places you could go with God, heaven or hell. Pick your place. Pick what you want. And I pick Jesus. I pick heaven. I want to spend the rest of my days with my heavenly father. I don't want to go to hell. I've been through enough hell down here where I don't want. What in hell do you want? I don't want nothing down there and heat and pain and hurting. And I don't want it. I want to have the peace and the joy walking around, running around behind my God and, and worshiping him and spending time with him. I want that. I don't want to have to go through no more hell. Hell ain't for me. I don't even like heat. So I thank you, Lord, for this word on today. I thank you, Lord, for just being awesome on this day. I thank you, Lord, because you're faithful. I thank you, oh God, for just pouring out this word in me today. And I pray that the hearers of this word, I pray that the hearers of this word, just don't be hearers, but doers. And that they will go out. You commissioned us to go out to the highways and byways and compel all men. Not only did you, did you go ahead and issue us that service, but you told us to get out out there and lend to the poor. You told us to get out there and feed the homeless. You told us to feed the hungry. You told us, Lord God, to go to the prison and visit you, oh God. And you said the least of these things that we do, we lend into you. So that means if we lend in something to you, Lord, you owe us something back. And you say you're doing a crown for us, Lord God. You say you're preparing a place for us. And right now in heaven, he's preparing a place for us. And he's expecting us to be down here leading souls to the kingdom. He's expecting us to be able to do what he's called us to do. Because at the end of the day, life and death is in the power of our tongue as believers. And when we believe in this Jesus, we believe in this Christ. We go forth and we live in a blessed place. We live in a better place than we ever get to live. We live without hurt, without harm. We live without cancer. We live without death and disease when we in this place with our God and our Father. Know the difference, family. Things will never make you happy. You will always be searching for more things and people that you think you need and things that you think you want. I'm telling you, it's like a consuming fire. It consumes your time away from him. It consumes the very thing you were put here on earth for. And no, every day in my life ain't perfect. Everything don't always work out the way I want it to work out. But all things work for those that are called by God and called according to his purpose. When I'm in purpose mode, when I'm praying for others, when I'm lifting up other brothers and sisters, ain't nothing go wrong through those times. When I get into my own personal things and the things that God has for me, yes, the enemy is going to send monkey wrenches in those things. He's going to send distractions. He's going to send people to try to keep us and walk us away from what God has called us. His biggest ideal and goal is to steal, kill, and destroy and keep you from a relationship with your father. But I'm here to tell you that my God is with you, that my God will never leave you or forsake you. Just surrender it all to him and let him know what you believe in him for and what you, and people be saying, you can't ask God for money. God said he meet every need, ask Ask him for whatever it is you need, but make sure when you in your midst of asking him what you need and what you want, make sure you're willing to be obedient to what it is he want and he's called you to. Because at the end of the day, the more you give back to your father, 
the more your father going to give back to you and exceedingly. And even when we don't deserve it, because we deserve death because of our sin, but even the things we don't deserve, he give us more than enough. He give us an abundance. So at the end of the day, if you ain't got that abundant life and you ain't got peace and joy, you need to call on the living God. His name is Jesus. Call on that God that will be your best friend. Call on that God that will be your husband. Call on that God that will be your mother and father. Call on that God that he's your prince of peace. Call on that God that will heal your body. He's a doctor. He get, He's everything you need and he never loses a patient. Call on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of your faith. He knows your beginning from the end. And he is not marked. He loves you just where you at. You can't fix it yourself and get yourself fixed to come to him. Let him fix it. Let him have you. Let him run the things the way he needs to to make you have a perfect end to bless your life, to meet every need for you and your family. He has a purpose for you, daughter. He has a purpose for you, son. Ain't nothing too hard for my God. I promise you, if you seek him, if you trust him, if you love on him, I promise you, you'll never feel alone again. You're going to have moments where you don't understand, but I'm telling you, you ain't never alone. I'm telling you, even when your friends and your family walk away, you're never alone. He said he'll be with you into the end of this earth. Just trust him. Remember that you're loved. Remember that you're beloved. Remember that your God is not mocked. Remember your God loves you so much. Remember that your God is above and not beneath. Remember ain't nothing that can move your God. Ain't nobody that can counsel your God. Ain't nobody that can kill your God. You and you alone. Oh, Lord, are worthy. And, Lord, we thank you for this blessed word. We thank you for being awesome. We thank you for being powerful. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord of Lords, because ain't no other God like you. You're the only true and living God. And, Father, we just thank you. I pray for right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for each and every hearer of your word. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would cover them, oh, God, that you would bless them, oh, God. I pray right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that not only do you bless them, but you meet every need for them, that you protect them, Lord God, that you put your hedge of protection all around them right now, around their families, around their loved ones, around everything that they care for, oh God. I ask you, Lord God, to put favor on everything that they touch. Bless everything that's attached to them right now, Father God. I ask you in the name of Jesus for the brokenhearted. I ask you right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for that one that feels like no matter what I do, I can't make people happy. It's not your job to make them happy. I thank you right now, Lord God, that you speak to her, that you give her the information, that you uplift her, Lord God, that you strengthen her, oh God, that you bless the one that think that they ain't never ever going to add up to what the family expects. Let them know right now, Father God, that in the family of where we live at with you, oh God, that you are more than enough. I thank you, oh God. I thank you right now, Lord God, and I pray for your blessings over each and every one of them. I pray right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would have your way. Lord God, I pray right now all these things in Jesus' holy and precious name. Blessings upon blessings upon your people, oh God. Blessings going, blessings coming. Angels on assignment, make sure you're protecting and keeping each and every one of them under the sound of my voice as they come through and listen to this um, podcast that is more than just a podcast. It's a place for them to hear you, oh God. It's a place right here, Lord God, for them to know you love them. I thank you for all these things, Lord God. I thank you for being kind. I thank you for being real. It's in Jesus' holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Have a great and wonderful and blessed day on purpose.